Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello, folks. Welcome to a brand new episode of Thanks for the Knowledge, Fanbyte's weekly news show rounding up the headlines and games and entertainment in one handy podcast. I am your host, head of Fanbyte Media, John Warren. I hope everyone has had a wonderful week. And uh, let's get you caught up with all of the week's top stories and get you ready for the week ahead. Christopher Judge, the motion and voice actor of God of War and God of War Ragnarok's Kratos, took to Twitter this week to talk about the delay of the latter game from 2021 to 2022. And the reason for that delay is a bit surprising. Uh, According to Judge, uh, his surgeries that he had back in August of 2019 for back, knee, and hip problems kept him sidelined from doing motion and uh, voice work. And uh, when Sony Santa Monica found out about this, they were super supportive and decided to uh, just put off the uh, the motion capture and voice uh, sections of the game, which caused a delay with the overall game. Uh, we don't know if that's the only reason that the that the game uh, missed the 2021 date that it was expected to hit earlier this year. Or if, you know, there were other things at hand. But uh, Christopher Judge did say that the decision to delay the game meant a lot to him. Uh, he could not say enough nice things about the way that Sony handled the uh, the issue. And uh, yeah, and there were some other interesting facts about that uh, Twitter thread if you want to go check it out. Uh, one thing is that Corey Barlog, the uh, original director of God of War from 2018, uh, stepped down from the game, uh, which we all know by now, and Eric Williams has taken his place. What we didn't know is that Christopher Judge actually tried to quit uh, the game, quit, uh, quit the role of Kratos for God of War Ragnarok because he wanted to work with Corey Barlog. But Barlog said, trust me, Eric is great. And Christopher Judge said, Eric Williams is a, and excuse my French, motherfucking beast, end quote. <laughs> uh, speaking of big, fancy, cool games, the Game Awards, the Jeffies, if you will, uh, Jeff Keighley's annual award show, uh, giving out big prestigious awards in many different categories to indie and AAA devs alike, will be actually in person this year at the Microsoft Theater in Los Angeles. Uh, so that will be Thursday, December 9th. We finally have a date for that. Uh, and expect to see a big game announcements. Uh, if you don't know, the Game Awards are basically a second E3. It's like a six-month uh, mark from when E3 usually has a bunch of announcements. And there are a lot of uh, new game announcements that usually come here. We've seen 
debuts of uh, new Bioware properties. We've seen uh, new uh, God of War footage. We've seen just a ton of stuff from the years uh, that folks are excited about. So if you're into game reveals and seeing what a lot of journalists believe are the best games of the year collectively, then you'll want to, of course, check out the Game Awards again. Uh, it's always something that we have a lot of fun co-streaming. Uh, and who knows, since it's in Los Angeles and in person, maybe we'll be there this time. Who's to say? Uh, sticking with Sony Studios for a second, uh, Sony did f- officially acquire Bluepoint Games this week. Uh, that that has been a long-rumored acquisition, and I'm sure it's been a long time in negotiation. Um, but now it is official. Now, Bluepoint Games is, of course the studio behind the Demon Souls remake, as well as the Shadow of the Colossus uh, remake for PlayStation 4. Uh, according to the PlayStation blog, Bluepoint president Marco Thrush uh, released a statement, and it is, of course, very excited. I'll read it to you now. Quote, We're thrilled to have officially joined PlayStation Studios. Austin, Texas has been home base for Bluepoint from when we first founded the studio back in 2006, and we're now a team close to 70 super talented creatives and growing. While the studio has creatively grown over the past 15 years, our cultural beliefs have remained the same. To always push the envelope and create the highest quality games possible, all while having fun doing it. The focus on culture has been instrumental to our success, and we're excited that PlayStation Studios shares a similar culture and vision. PlayStation has such an iconic gaming catalog, and for us, there has been nothing better than to bring some of gaming's masterpieces to new players. Becoming a part of PlayStation Studios empowers our team to raise the quality bar even further and create even more impactful experiences for the PlayStation community. Uh, I'll end the quote there. Uh, what's really interesting about Bluepoint is uh, it is just one of many studios in the Austin, Texas area that is known for these kind of high quality remakes and remasters. Aspire is, of course, behind the upcoming Knights of the Old Republic remake. Uh, and a, a company uh, called Panic Button is known for a lot of the uh, ports of big fancy PC and console games to the Nintendo Switch. Um as for what Bluepoint is working on now, they did speak to IGN and they said, quote, our next project, we're working on original content right now. We can't talk about what that is, but that's the next step in the evolution for us. Uh, the transition from remaster to remakes was to test ourselves and push ourselves harder for the next step. And, and end quote. Uh, and they've got about 70 employees now. Uh, no, excuse me. They've got about 95 employees now. Uh, and, and they uh, are, are still hiring right now for other roles, uh, apparently to work on some original content. So that's the that's the path. They went from remaster to remake and now they're working on original content. But now they are officially part of the Sony PlayStation family. Uh, Battlefield 2042 has an open beta date official uh, official now, um, so it is it will start on October 6th, so that's this coming week, uh, until uh, October 9th. So if you're interested in getting into the beta, uh, you can go to an FAQ over on DICE's website. It's available on all platforms, PC, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X and S. You won't need PlayStation Plus to participate in 4 and the PlayStation ones, but you will need Xbox Live Gold for the Xbox platforms. Uh, The main game will launch on November 19th, so if you don't get a chance to get in on the beta, it won't be that long until you can uh, check it out for yourself in full. 
Uh, and finally, uh, we did get some uh, new footage this week of uh, the upcoming amazing Final Fantasy Origin game called Stranger of Paradise, featuring kind of an isekai story of a real earthbound uh, protagonist named Jack Garland. Now, Garland, for folks that may not know, is a uh, very important name in the Final Fantasy canon, and I definitely paid attention to that. Uh, But anyway, the overall plot of this game is that there are some folks that want to destroy chaos, the original like evil god from the original Final Fantasy. There was a scene released this week where uh, Jack Garland gets told some really wild information, and then he says bullshit, and then he reaches into his pocket pulls out a legitimate iPhone 13 and he starts playing a Limp Bizkit song. It's real. It's great. Uh, everyone is already making a million memes about it. We did the same. You can go to our fanbite uh, at fanbite media, Twitter account and check out our own. Uh, this game looks absolutely positively wild. I think uh, uh, if, if we like the, the, the campiness of games like Deadly Premonition, then this is pretty familiar territory for folks who like that stuff. <laughs> it looks pretty wild. This is going to be a Souls-like game. Uh, there was a demo that came out not that long ago that some people liked, uh, and some people thought that there were some issues with um, <laughs> NME's preview of the game, especially called it the Shadow of the Shadow of the Hedgehog of Souls-likes, which is uh, pretty amazing. Uh, but it's definitely got some PlayStation Two, early Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty. Uh, early knots vibes to its uh, aesthetic and sensibilities, which is, um, I don't know. I think it's pretty cool. I think that, I think we're set for a revival there. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's, that's everything that dropped this week. Everything major it was a relatively slow news week, I would say, uh, but we do have some big releases and other things to get you ready for next week. October is usually a very busy month for video games, and this year is absolutely no exception. The first week of October is jam-packed with a bunch of video games that you are probably interested in. So let's go through the entire list. Alan Wake Remastered is a great way to kick off the spookiest month of the year on PC, PS5, Xbox Series X, PS4, and Xbox One. Uh, That's on October 5th, and if you haven't played it, you should absolutely get your hands on this game. If you liked Control... Uh, Alan Way takes place in the same connected universe. It is spooky. It is strange. It is a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, it, it's, this is a lot of uh, people's first chance to play it. And I think it's going to be cool. Uh, BPM Bullets Per Minute is a action pack game coming to PS4 and Xbox One also on October 5th. Hell Let Loose, another action game coming to PS5 and Xbox Series X also on October 5th. Jet the Far Shore is a contemplative, neat exploration game that you're going to hear more about on this week's episode of First Bite, a video preview series that Funky Joseph does here at Fanbyte. Uh, I was on that one, so you should check, check it out. Uh, we talked about the early game and uh, I think you will, uh, you, you should be interested in this, especially if you enjoyed Super Brothers Sword and Sorcery EP game that came out a decade ago. Can you believe that that was a decade ago? Anyway, that's out for PC, PS5, and PS4 on October 5th. Just a quick little uh, hint. If you like the idea of haptic feedback with some cool stuff, you just remember, just remember, PS5 has that cool controller. I won't say anything else. I, th- I don't think I'm supposed to say anything else. 
But yeah, PS5, that controller stuff is kind of neat. Rainbow Billy, the curse of the late, excuse me, excuse me. Rainbow Billy deserves more than this. So one second. Mm -mm. Rainbow Billy, the curse of the Leviathan comes to PC, PS4, Xbox One and Switch on October 5th. Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania is a great collection of Super Monkey Ball games uh, that I know a few of us have gotten our hands on early. So expect some coverage this week. Uh, That's going to come out uh, on October 5th for PC, PS5, Xbox Series X. PS4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. Uh, Wasteland 3 Cult of the Holy Detonation is an expansion for the acclaimed RPG coming to PC, PS4, and Xbox One also on October 5th. Art of Rally is a gorgeous little racer coming to PS5 and PS4 on October 6th. Age of Darkness Final Stand comes to PC on October 7th. Far Cry 6, this is a big one. PC, PS5, Xbox uh, Series X, S, PS4, Xbox, uh, almost at Xbox Zero, Xbox One, and Google Stadia. That comes out October 7th. Expect some coverage. Expect some guides over at fanby.com. If you haven't seen our preview video, yes, we basically do make a joke about how this is the same game every single year. No, I don't think I feel much differently after playing some of it um, now. But I will say, if you like the Far Cry formula, you'll want to keep an eye on this one for sure uh, the Lightbringer comes to pc and switch on october 7th moon glow bay comes to pc xbox series x and s and xbox one on october 7th as well knockout home fitness comes to switch on october 8th uh also on switch for october 8th is lego marvel superheroes which is pretty cool uh, also on october 8th for switch tetris effect connected that comes to uh, that that is a great game that's appeared on a bunch of other consoles and it's finally coming to a handheld console, which is very cool. And the big one, the big one that I think uh, everyone and their mother is looking forward to. It is Metroid Dread, uh, the the kind of conclusion, apparently, to the Samus Aran uh, Metroid series. There's no way that we won't see Samus again. But in, in, in terms of Metroid uh, adventures specifically dealing with the big little floaty parasite thing this is apparently it and it's apparently a really cool game all the previews i've read uh, make this game seem like an absolute uh, shoe-in for goatee uh, on a bunch of lists why, gee why are so many cool switch games coming out on october 8th ah that's right that's also the day that the oled model of the nintendo switch is coming out so uh, if you haven't pre-ordered that one already, you might be out of luck. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I, if you if you're interested in upgrading your Nintendo Switch, reminder: there are no big hardware upgrades under the hood. It's not a more powerful system. It's got a much better screen. It might have some better battery life, and it definitely definitely has a couple of cool onboard upgrades. One is a kickstand that is much improved over the really flimsy, bad kickstand in the existing Nintendo Switch, and also an onboard uh, Ethernet uh, port for the uh, for the dock because right now you have to have a dongle, uh, USB dongle, and a little Ethernet adapter thing, and it's it's kind of a pain. But now that's on board with the dock. Yeah, OLED model Nintendo Switch. That's a big one for this week and the rest of the month is just full of a bunch of stuff that I think you're going to want to play. So uh, I think the the big stuff is this week for sure. And then we have a bunch of stuff coming in November, but there's a ton of stuff coming for the rest of the month as well. 
in terms of streaming, uh, the beginning of the month is always huge. So check your local listings, so to speak, to see what movies and uh, TV shows are coming and going. But there are some notable things that we should talk about uh, out already as you're listening to this is the mini Saints of Newark on HBO Max. That is a prequel movie uh, to the groundbreaking HBO uh, series The Sopranos, which I watched uh, this past year, and it's great. I watched it for the first time. Uh, there's a reason why it's getting a revival right now. It's because it's a weirdly prescient uh, commentary on a lot of things that we're facing right now. But it's also just like, I don't know, just a really well-acted show, and it's really funny. That's the thing about Sopranos that like I don't think a lot of people, well, a lot of people talk about it now, but I don't think a lot of people talked about it at the same time. It's it's really funny. It's one of the funniest shows I think I've ever seen. Anyway, the creator, David Chase, uh, it wrote the movie Many Saints of Newark, and uh, Alan Taylor is one of the show's regular directors. He directed this uh, this movie. Um, if you want to see James Gandolfini, the late James Gandolfini's son, play his own character, Tony Soprano, as a young man, you can see him. Uh, Michael Gandolfini is one of, in one of his first major roles. I'm definitely looking forward to checking this one out. Um, on October 6th, you can see Black Widow over on Disney Plus without paying the outrageous $30 or whatever to see it early. Uh, if you missed it uh, the first time around and want to check it out on streaming, you can now do so. Uh, and you know what? I recommend it. It's a totally fine one of those. It's got some good action sequences. It's got a lot more in common than with uh, uh, Captain America Winter Soldier than it does, uh, you know, something like Avengers Endgame or whatever. Uh, also on Disney Plus on October 8th is Mon <laughs> Muppets Haunted Mansion, uh, which just looks great. It, I don't know. I, if you like If you like Muppets, then this is a fun little Muppets thing anyway. But, you know, listen, I just like Muppets. What can I say? Uh, and that's that's about it for the major things that are coming out in the first week of October on streaming. Of course, I'm going to say it probably every single time I had to do one of these before it comes out. But Succession Season 3 is coming to HBO Max on October 17th. It starts then. Uh, this is uh, a, a show, two a series, a season, excuse me, two years in the making. Uh, it's almost been two years since the season two finale started. COVID has delayed a bunch of stuff. Uh, and if I won't spoil anything, but like you're going to want to watch this show. You have like two weeks to catch up. It's all on HBO Max. You can breeze through it. It's it's one of my favorite shows on television maybe ever. And I think you should definitely check it out. Anyway, that's a lot of stuff. Um, we're going to be picking up uh, our own OLED uh, switches. We're going to give you some uh, impressions once we get our hands on those. Uh, we're definitely going to have uh, notes about Metroid Dread. Uh, and a bunch of other games like Far Cry 6. It's a packed week of coverage and and all that stuff over at Fanbyte. So if you want to uh, swing on over to the website, please do that. Podcastnet.org. All of our podcasts are there. Uh, and twitch.tv slash Fanbyte where all of our streams are. Okay, that's it. I got you caught up for next week. I want to leave you this week with another news story, although it's kind of the same news story that we've heard uh, over and over and over again. <laughs> um, Bloomberg once again reported that uh, upwards of 10 different studios have their hands right now 
on a 4K switch model, uh, which means that all of the hemming and hawing over the 4K switch that Nintendo has denied is apparently just kind of a smoke screen, and Bloomberg is saying that no. Studios like Zynga, who is making the Star Wars Hunters game for Switch, uh, which is, by the way, had been delayed to 2022 for some reason. Uh, apparently, these studios have their own kits for 4K Switch consoles. Um, again, the OLED model for the Nintendo Switch is coming out this week on October 8th. Nintendo is denying it. They went through a separate series of denials this week after Bloomberg reported that these different studios have their hands on a 4K Switch model right now. Uh, this is a, a kind of a wild, uh, wild thing. So I want to read some of the Bloomberg uh, quotes and then I can go into what Nintendo's uh, re- reaction has been. Quote, by the time Nintendo showed off the new console in July, the company had already handed out the 4K kits to outside developers and asked them to design software to support the higher resolution. The Nintendo Switch kit contains extra memory to accommodate debugging software and additional ports to facilitate facilitate a connection to a computer, but otherwise has similar capabilities to the hardware that customers would have at home, end quote. Um, uh, Zynga, by the way, uh, when the, the report came out, Zynga said, to clarify, Zynga does not have a 4K developer kit from Nintendo. As a Switch developer for the upcoming Star Wars Hunters game that Zynga announced uh, on a recent Nintendo Direct, we can confirm that none of our developer kits Zynga has or is in receipt of our 4K developer kits. Now, um, th- this is kind of an interesting denial because it smacks of like a semantic thing, like, oh, these aren't 4K kits in and of themselves. They are Nintendo Switches that, when connected to a dock, can give 4K display uh, on a on a television. Um, and, but when you take it out, it's not 4K. I feel like there's going to be a semantic element to this. Anyway, let's set that aside just for one second. Uh, Nintendo is actually saying that the Bloomberg report is inaccurate. Um, They did not really elaborate on that, but the Nintendo Twitter says uh, the following, uh, quote, a news report on September 30th, 2021 falsely claims that Nintendo is supplying tools to drive game development for a Nintendo Switch with 4K support. To ensure correct understanding among our investors and customers, we want to clarify that this report is not true. We also want to restate that as we announced in July, we have no plans for any new model other than Nintendo Switch OLED which will launch on October 8th, 2021. Now, uh, the the mention of the OLED model is really interesting because they are in absolute, uh, Nintendo is is in a financial position to lie, to straight up lie about this. And they've done it before. They have denied previously that a uh, fancy 3DS model uh, was not coming out, had not been announced, had not been planned, and then literally the next day it was announced officially through their channels. Uh, This is something that Nintendo has done. This is something that companies have done all the time. And Nintendo specifically gets a pass often because they are the paragon of childhood nostalgia among many people. I uh, would count myself among those people. I love Nintendo. I think Nintendo is great. Nintendo makes games that I really like to play and they mean a lot to me uh, in my childhood. But the problem is that they're doing something kind of nasty here, in my opinion. Uh, 
they're doing something that a lot of really hardworking reporters over at Bloomberg and other places have not only speculated fairly, uh, in my opinion, probably accurately, but also reported from from sources that they're not able to name that these 4K models are not only in preparation, but now are in the hands of actual studios making things, which would make a lot of sense. Like developers that have a lot of that need a lot of lead time to make a game for a console that isn't out yet, they would have these developer kits in hand well before they are publicly announced. But the problem is that if these do exist and eventually this is announced, there's some sort of weird plausible deniability that that Nintendo has that they can just say, well, we didn't at the time, but now we do. I don't believe that I believe that the 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 statement that they've made that there are no plans for a, a high res 4K version of the Switch I think that is a lie. I think it's absolutely just a straight up lie. I think they're lying about this. And they're doing it carefully by also drawing attention to the fact that they're selling a brand new but not very highly upgraded model of the Nintendo Switch this week. I think in 3 months Maybe at the beginning of February when another bunch of games are slated to come out uh, in, in February, March, and April, we'll see an official announcement that says, yes, this is actually underway, it is coming, and then they'll be able to say uh, that whatever, that they this was something that they've just started talking about. Well, and it won't matter because everybody, everyone will forget about it in the public, but I don't want you to forget about it. I don't really have a dog in this fight. I mean, like... I'm not like the biggest Bloomberg fan. I'm not like someone that is just like always uh, uh, just like believing everything I read because frankly, like rumor monger uh, journalism is often inaccurate or laden with kind of unconfirmed details, which is why we don't wade in those waters here at Fanbyte. But these reports seem pretty credible to me. And there, it, it, there's a kind of a reporting standard, especially at a place like Bloomberg they have to cross a pretty high threshold in order to get that stuff on paper. It's not that they've never made any mistakes. It's not that people like Jeff Grubb over, over at GameSpeed has never made any mistakes. But these people usually have their ear to the ground of what's going on in game development, and they're probably pretty uh, on 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 par. Now, uh, did this model probably get hugely delayed for legitimate reasons like shortages and COVID and things like that? Yes. But now at this point, it's looking like they did an OLED model uh, in preparation for this gap between when they realized they were going to have, you know, uh, a big fancy 4K model and when they realized that they would have to move that further and further and further down the schedule to accommodate all these delays that uh, folks across the industry have encountered. Um, This is kind of a stopgap, this OLED model, and I'm happy about it. I'm I'm excited to get my hands on one, but they're not announcing this right now. So people will still buy the OLED switch and then not bat an eyelash when the pro model is announced anyway. That's a big thing. I don't want you to forget about it. I just don't want you to forget about all these stories. There have been many of them where Nintendo has basically just said, this doesn't exist. This is a fabrication. We're saying Bloomberg is wrong about this. We're saying to protect our shareholders, which basically is code for, hey, don't freak out and uh, <laughs> don't don't change our stock price right now. We're, we're, we're going strong with the next quarter. Um, this is just like, I just want you to remember that they did this. And when when the new model is announced, whenever that is, 
I just want you to remember that they basically just lied about it for for months and months and months at a time. I feel like Andy Rooney a little bit. I've just kind of gotten on a soapbox and gotten a little uh, angry, but I'm not really that angry. I just think it's funny. I mean, this story has gotten funnier and funnier the longer it's gone and Nintendo just kind of denying it, deny, deny, deny. Um, But we will see. Maybe Bloomberg has created a situation where Nintendo can't ever come out with a 4K console. Otherwise, um, you know, they'll just skip right to 8K or something. Anyway, I just wanted to touch on this piece because it it made me laugh this week. And uh, I definitely want you to pay attention to it at home. Uh, Corporations will lie. And Nintendo is no different. That's going to do it for this week's episode. I want to thank my producer, Paul, for putting together another lovely show. Thanks so much, Paul. If you want to follow Paul, you can do so over at Polly Mayo. Uh, Paul's also got a great new stream series every Monday morning called Fan Turismo, which he uh, plays a racing game every week, and it is just such a cool, chill experience. I love it. It is one of my favorite new streams that we do, so please check that out. Also, check out his wonderful podcast, The Optional, every single week. That is now going to air uh, on Fridays and of Mondays. So if you're looking out for it this Monday, it's now going to be on Fridays. It's now Friday show, which is super exciting. It's a cool way to kick off the weekend. Uh, if you want to follow me, John, you can do that over at Floppy Adult. Uh, the other po- another podcast I'm on, uh, Friends Reunion, airs every Friday, and it's one of my favorite things that I do every week. Uh, me and LB, uh, Hunk Tears, as well as Mickey Grayson, uh, we just have a really great time joking about stuff that we saw on the internet and our own life experiences. You don't have to be a video gamer to enjoy that show, although it would probably help anyway. <laughs> Until next week, you're welcome. is a video game podcast covering today's hits, yesterday's classics, and everything in between. Join us, the staff of fanbyte.com, as we discuss what we're playing, dig up weird finds at thrift stores, and take your questions. We guarantee that listening to Channel F will make you smarter, stronger, and more successful. Proven not guaranteed. Listening to Channel F may cause purification.